Hey there, thanks for visiting the podcast of the Guelph Vineyard Church. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast using whatever platform you listen on, or visit our website at guelphvineyard.com. Here's this week's message brought to you by our pastor, Chris McQueen. There's a built-in patience that is absolutely frustrating, isn't there, to the work of God? Um, I've never seen a tree grow We've not, none of us have seen a tree grow, not with our, not unaided, with our eyes. We may have been, we have all of us marked the growth of trees, right? But there's an invitation, I, I think that I'm hearing, Catherine, in the questions, an invitation into that patient activity. Because you're right, there's a sense of immediacy that follows the sort of initial caution, right, of the passage. When we think about about roots, which is what Brady um, introduced us to last week, sort of to step into, you know, this, this, I don't want to call it a teaching series because I think it's more than, I think there's a very important conversation that's taking place here. And so, but this, this season that we're in, when we think about this, these three verses through the lens of rootedness, what sorts of things might we... And again, I'm just going to cycle through these as you reflect. But as we think through the lens of rootedness, is there anything that's being contrasted here if we think, if we think that language? I do believe that there... And I, I don't have all of the answers for all of the great questions around things like judgment. Um, but I do think that it really, um, that there are consequential things that play out when we are, when we are rooted in one place, consequentially, there are things that follow, right? If I plant somewhere, it's going to look like one thing. If I plant somewhere else, it's, it's not irrelevant. It's very relevant. And, you know, conditional, I think, is not a bad word here in the sense of, are we talking about a conditional kind of love of God? No, of course not. But we are, we are saying that this matters, that there are, that what our root system is pulling up matters, right? But there is... There are a bunch of things that are represented here, but there's this sense of rootedness. And by the way, I really see this language of blessed, you know, we've got, we've got feet that are standing, walking, and butts that are sitting, right? There's a sense of, there's a relationship with terra firma in each, uh, with the ground in each of these statements. So we can, there, there is a correlation with the sense of rootedness, so there's a there's a rootedness that is mirrored here, right? And and whatever else we might say about trees, there's a belonging, isn't there? Trees do not get transplanted casually. It's it's pretty easy to kill a tree if you if you transplant it, right? And particularly big ones. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a there's a sense of like okay there's a rooting that takes place in terms of our belonging now the thing is is that that can feel like a crushing weight 
if we know that we have been rooted in really, really painful things for a long, long time, there can be this sense of, well, what, I mean, can we transplant that oak over there? That's like, um, and, and I think that there are a number of, of, of available metaphors to us. One is that the, you know, do, what do we believe about the Lord's ability to recognize whatever the, whatever the composition of our soil is and to, and to purify, to transform, to renew, or the capacity for the Lord, yes, to actually literally move us from, from a toxic place to a flourishing place, right? And let's not forget that there's also the beautiful stunning imagery of of being grafted and of course a vine and a tree are not the same thing but this idea that when you are grafted guess what you are grafted into when you are a branch that's grafted into a different vine what are you receiving you are receiving the root system of a different vine aren't you so if we're grafted into the love of god we we start to actually be able to pull on the root system of christ And so I, I want to make sure as we press into this, because where we can go and, and probably need to go, because as we've said, this stuff really matters. It really affects our lives. It really affects um, uh, what, we can, what we can believe for. It, it, it matters. Um, and so I don't want to dilute that it really matters and that there's agency that, that we're invited into, that we have some kind of, of response that we can make to the, to the soil that we are rooted in. Some of it was our choice. Some of it was not our choice, but what is, you know, and so it matters. And I also want to root us. This is, this is so much a hopeful conversation. This is so not a con- this is so not a condemnation. It's a it's a warning, but it's a but it's a warning with such a robust. I mean, as far as images go, this is this is among the most robust, and it's so robust as we talked about the last couple of weeks that it bookends the scriptures and shows up right in the middle too. We've got the tree of life here and the tree of life here, and then we've got we've got the tree that for us was was the tree of life even if it was presented as the tree of death there's there's this this is robust stuff and at the end of the day we at the end of the day this idea of being grafted into the root system of Christ the root system of Jesus we, we can't lose here it matters profoundly and we can't lose in Christ as we've been saying, there's, you know, um, and this came up, I forget when, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Brady. There's, there's, there's more hope than despair. There's more, there's more joy in this world than there's suffering. There's, there's more of the things, it may not feel like it all the time, but there's more of the things of God at work around us, right? There, I, I believe that the hope is there's an inevitability to the purposes and the flourishing life of God. And still, all of this stuff matters. And so there is embedded right into this first psalm, the thing that frames the entire praise book and lament book of the people of God, the psalms are framed that 
um, that being being rooted in Christ, being which is how we would understand being rooted in the Word, right? Being rooted in the Scriptures. This is this is all about Jesus, revealed through Jesus, understood through the person of Jesus, and so we find that the soil of love. What does it feel like, right? And so we talked about this last week. There's incarnate creator qualities. These are Jesus-y, Jesus-y characteristics, right? There's the, the, the new maker, the hope breather, connection generator, possibility sparker, matter inhabitor, wholeness shaper, energy pulser. There's, there's not going to be any mistake here that this is the Trinity kind of metaphor that, that we're talking about here. The soil of love has fatherly qualities, life stabilizer, all surrounder, freedom fighter, affection pronouncer, blight protector, purpose pointer, need provider, abundance pusher. And then again, I think that this is fair interpretation of, and again, we're using archetypal language here, but there is something about the way the spirit is described that does move in these motherly qualities as well. Snugness wrapper, noise quieter, nurture hugger, wound dresser, compassion whisperer, grace bather, delight imprinter, kindness soother, gentleness slatherer. So who of us know, this is rhetorical because we're all going to have the right answer to this question. If this is the composition of the soil that we are rooted in. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good, right? We're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing great. Right? We, if, this is, if this is where the root system is, there is, an, there is an unshakable flourishing. It doesn't matter what comes. Right. I mean, this is this is robust stuff. This is this is enriched, you know, new creation soil. This is the stuff that's like for sure scattered all over the place in like the city of God, the language of revelation, where this thing is all going, the culmination, you know, to 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 joy, to relationship, to connectedness. Awesome. Okay. so for whom of us do we think that this adequately describes ours, our current Soil composition, hands. Let me see a show of hands. Who, for whom is this the primary? Like, yep, this this adequately describes my system, the the, the condition of my soil. <laughs> Absolutely not, right? Right. So here we have an ideal. Here we have a promise. Actually, we can call it a promise. Um, and we also have a problem, don't we? This presents a problem. We have we have an issue because because there may be some of this that lives within our the composition of our soil of our life, but but it's probably not the sum total of it. Now, before we go too far, um, I want to just bring up two images that I think are oh so hopeful. And they came to me last last week, and this is a bit of a, a a bit of a diversion from the center. So, but I think it's okay. Um, as as we were as Brady was sharing last week, I had this reminder of something that the Lord spoke to me. You know, because sometimes <clears throat> we can look at we can look at 
our life, our faith, whatever, and we can think it's all it's all just potential. There's I got nothing. I got I'm in a desert place. I don't see any life. I don't see any shoots. I don't even see any seeds. I don't see any nourishment. There might be some people who feel that way some of the time. Might feel strangled. Maybe there was life. There was flourishing. There were seeds. And now it's like, what has happened with that? And a number of years ago, um, and this borrows heavily from Isaiah, but I felt like the Lord said that the desert is nothing but an unwatered garden. And here we're just going to split up and mix our metaphors um, uh, without reserve, okay? So an unwatered garden, I want to, this is a, a beautiful picture of of what, and I, I've forgotten actually, this is, I don't know if this is Sahara, but it's, there's some place, this is a photograph of a desert that received a deluge of, of rain after years of dormancy. What we believe, it really matters. And, and I'm, this is both true of what we believe is truth. So orthodoxy, I, you guys know that I'm a fan of good theology. And, but what we believe is, is possible or is inevitable. What we believe for, what we're anchored to, that hope word again, it is so crucial. It's crucial. It's, it's, it's absolutely critical. And anytime we are talking about this stuff, I want to just remind us that, that there is not one of us that is beyond flourishing. And I, and I just want to declare that, that there is, um, that there is no part of your life that is not completely scattered over with the seeds of the kingdom. There's no part of your life where I, I believe this. And in my best days, I really believe it. There's no part of your life that has that, that is not completely infused with seeds. And I think that's really important when we start talking about root systems because we're human beings. And so we get comparative pretty quick. And we look across, the, we look and we say, well, that, that person is that and that person is that. Look at this flourishing, look at that flourishing, look at the bereftness of my, you know, whatever. Human beings tend to be pretty comparative. And I just wanted to remind us, the desert is nothing but an unwatered garden. And it is inevitable that we are returned. There's a reason why we sing that just like David sung this morning. There, it, it is inevitable in, in Christ, you know, which is, again, we, Jesus is central to the promises of God. It is inevitable that every wilderness is going to come into blossom. It's inevitable. The seeds are everywhere. And it's even possible for trees to grow in places. Robust, this is the Joshua tree. Robust root systems, robust trees. And, and there's, I, I think part of the reason the scriptures love trees so much is because there is something that is so sustaining and so long, right? These 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 are these are organisms that are far longer than the life of human beings right these are not flash in the pan this is not 
the withering grass we're described as withering grass for a reason too you know it's we're, we're, we're there one minute and we're gone the next and life can be like that but the promises of god the things that we're anchored to they can flourish even in wildernesses and i just really wanted to make sure that we'd stated that a couple of times because i think not everybody but some of us maybe need to hear it just to be reminded so i want to close today's time by asking a question. What's in the soil? Mm.